Our scripture today is from John chapter 5, verses 1 to 10. After this, there was a festival of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, in Jerusalem, by the Sheep Gate, there is a pool, called in Hebrew Bethsaida, which uh, has four, excuse me, five porticos. In these lay many invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been ill for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up, and while I am making my way, someone else steps down ahead of me. Jesus said to him, Stand up, take your mat, and walk. At once the man was made well, and he took up his mat and began to walk. Now that day was a Sabbath. So the Jews said to the man who had been cured, It is the Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry your mat. This is the word of God for the people of God. Good morning, Ebenezer Church. It is a joy to be in worship with you today. I am super excited to be here to share this message with you um, and to share a personal story uh, with you this morning. Um, I will admit today's message will be short today, uh, so you can just tell the church to dock that from my pay. It's okay. I'm happy with it. I'm happy with that today. It is a joy to be in worship with you. Uh, we are in part two of our message series, Miracles. And I want to welcome all of those who are new today. Uh, welcome to our series today. Uh, last week, Pastor Jeff opened up with our message series, Miracles, helping us to understand the nature of miracles, who could experience miracles, and who miracles were made for, and what happens in the dynamic and the presence of miracles. We learned that miracles are for everyone. Anybody who desires to experience a touch from God will and can experience miracles. We learned that anybody who is open to the divine presence and the divine interception of God in their lives can and will experience miracles. And the places where we can experience miracles, where you can experience that miracle, is anywhere. Miracles for us are the moments where the divine activity of God intercepts with our human experience and our human everyday life. In the Gospels that we're uncovering throughout this series, we see that people have experienced their miracles through a direct touch or message from Jesus Christ. Jesus' ministry, in fact, was full of these divine interceptions. Where present in Jesus' world, his first century world, was full of brokenness, scarcity, disease, and spiritual poverty. Then when Jesus saw humanity, looked upon their condition, he decided to act on their behalf by touching their lives. He healed the sick, made provisions for the poor and the lost. He mended the broken hearts and he healed people who were both sick in mind, body, and spirit. And when people witnessed these encounters, their lives were changed forever. As we look at the miracles that Jesus carried out, each of them give us an assurance of hope. But a hope that affirms for us and for everyone in the world that what Jesus did for them, as we read and have confidence in, Jesus can certainly do for us and will do for us in our lives today. They also point us to another hope. That when we experience Jesus, it gives us confidence and knowledge that we are experiencing God, the true God, our creator God. And we are experiencing God's divine activity, which warms our hearts, which changes our minds, and it transforms and it renews our minds. When we encounter God's mighty act, it not only does that as well. 
It does another thing. It helps us to be more aware. It points us to something that's greater and beyond ourselves. The tangible reality in life that our lives can be transformed and that we can experience new life beyond our current condition. That God also will show up when we least expect it and God will show up and do the thing that we never expected. This week we look briefly at another one of Jesus' miracles as Jesus encounters a man who had lived immobile for most of his life. He, This man had made many attempts at experiencing healing and finding hope in his own life, finding ways to fix his own condition, but was extremely unsuccessful. This is until he meets Jesus, has an encounter with God's divine activity, meeting with his human experience in his life was changed forever. So I'm excited to journey with you. I want to first invite you to pray. God, we thank you for the ways that you intercept our lives, our lives, that you intercept our lives and you give us an opportunity to experience the power that Jesus holds when we make Jesus Lord of our lives. And then the Holy Spirit that you give us to constantly be made aware of how you are divinely working within our midst. And how you're constantly calling us to yourself. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. From the scripture that was read today and from all the scriptures that we will read regarding miracles, it is no surprise that Jesus had done something incredible and great for this particular man who was known as immobile. Jesus saw this man, he looked at his condition, and was willing to give the man exactly what he needed. I want to be honest with you today, though. Whenever I hear or read the stories of Jesus, I'm always impressed by Jesus. In fact, I actually hold an expectation to Jesus that Jesus will do exactly what Jesus came to do. So it's no surprise that Jesus will show up and do amazing things for all those who he would come in contact with. Jesus saw this man, wanted to give him exactly what he needed. But for me, the most powerful part of these stories that are contained within scripture that, scriptures that talk about miracles is not only the power of Jesus changing people's lives and giving them new life, but for me, it is the life that the person lived prior to meeting Jesus. That's what strikes me the most. It strikes me the most because it helps us to connect with their humanity and not to just see them as characters in a book or in the Bible, but as real people who had real struggles, real conditions, real needs, and real voids in their lives and needed a touch from God's divine presence. It makes us bring to the scriptures a human element that I think we deeply need as we're living our lives today. So when it comes to the man who was immobile and who is lame, for me, it's this thought that while he was going about his everyday life, while people who Jesus experienced and who experienced Jesus was going about their everyday life, headed to the marketplace, making their shopping list, (laughs) living their everyday life, either content or discontent, minding their own business or not minding their own business. That's me. (laughs) With no expectation of being healed on a particular day or maybe with full expectation that they will experience healing. They're living their everyday life. Maybe these people or this person, this man is living his everyday life with a deep sense of hope or no hope. Maybe he and others are living their lives with a deep void that needs to be filled or having or or is experiencing a deep need that needs to be met. And they don't know if it'll be met or not. 
For me, it's these meaningful encounters where they're living their lives and they're unaware that what they truly need is found in Jesus Christ. Imagine this with me. A man for who was immobile for about 38 years of his life lived near or showed up to the pool of Bethesda each and every day doing his everyday thing. And among him who would show up to the pool of Bethesda is a countless number of other people who also wanted to be healed. For a good portion of this man's life, we know that he was lamed. He was lame. He lived with his condition so long his condition was normal for him. In fact, he knew that there was perhaps no hope for his, for, uh, there was no hope for a healing to, to, for him to encounter in his life. And even in fact, his condition, his sense of being immobile was confirmed from other people. That this man is immobile, he is lame, and that's all there is to him. He had accepted the fact, he had accepted the fact that he was unable to walk. He accepted the fact that this is his life as is, and only with an nth of being, nth of hope of being healed, the pool was his only hope. The pool where he was, legend has it, was believed to have contained miraculous properties, healing properties. They believed that angels would sometimes come down and interrupt or disturb or trouble the waters so that people could experience healing. The first few people into the waters, in fact, would be healed. And this is the man, this is the hope that the man, the lame man, is clinging to. That the waters that he shows up to in his everyday life will give him what he wanted his entire life. You see, he spent many years looking for help from others to try and get healing and hope. And he had even relied on the waters to give him hope from his condition. And from what the text says, he had this deep belief that if he could just step into the waters, his life would be changed forever. What this particular man who is immobile, what he expected to heal him, didn't. The answers that he was hoping to get from the waters and the people helping him into the waters, he did not get. The healing that he was hoping to experience from it didn't change his condition. And it did not jumpstart for him a brand new life. But that was his everyday hope. You see, there's another important dynamic at work here in the story is that it's the Sabbath day, the holy day. And the Sabbath day in first century Judaism held very seriously the practices of circumcision and food laws and keeping the Sabbath or Sabbath observance. It was important to their communal life and to operate outside of it will be frowned upon. Well, God is in the neighborhood. Jesus is in the neighborhood and Jesus notices him and wants to give him the opportunity he hoped for each and every day he showed up to the pool. Jesus goes near, near the, goes near the man and he asks the man this question. Do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? You see, the question that Jesus had for this lame man is a question, yes, in nature, but this question also has an interesting, warm spirit to it. It has this question in nature, yes, but it also has lying within it this nature of invitation. That for this man who is lame and wanting to walk is asked a question from Jesus, but in the same moment it is extended the invitation. Do you want to be made well? If you ask me, I think that there are lots of questions that come from that. 
Do you want to know what it's like to walk again or to just simply walk? Do you want to know what it's like to be healed? Do you want to be made whole? Do you no longer want to experience sickness? Do you want to no longer have to wrestle with yourself and have these deep needs in your life unfulfilled? Do you want to be made well? It's both question and invitation that's extended to us as well. And so the man, he replies to Jesus, he says, man, I've tried to press my way into the pool that will heal me, but people topple over me and they find themselves there first. That's the place where he's expecting healing. But then Jesus gives him this invitation and tells him to stand, to take your mat and to walk. And just like that, new life begins for the lame man. You see, the power of miracle is, or the or miracles is when we have tried it our own selves. When we have tried our own way, when we have accepted our condition as final, when we have determined that this is all there is to me or my life or my condition or, or where I am, who I show up as or how I show up, the, all the other options that I've provided my, for myself, this is all there is. But that is until God intercepts our everyday life and we hear, and we hear the invitation, invitation from Jesus to experience new life and to develop a brand new faith. It gives us a confidence also that helps us to see if we're open to it, what we least expect it, God will do. And when we least expect it, God could do it. New life can begin after noticing our own condition. And then looking to Jesus for what that will have us to be after. You see, the problem more here is that this, that this is the Sabbath day, the day of rest. And as the man is picking up his mat and as he's marching, the religious leaders and the people with, contained within the institutions are upset that the man had experienced a miracle from Jesus. The Jews' presence were upset and baffled at the fact that he had taken up his mat and begun to work. You see, the problem with them is that they had looked past the fact that he was miraculously healed by Jesus. A man who spent a number of years sick and in pain is now made whole and walking. They looked past the fact that, they looked past the fact that Jesus was the person who was able to give them the, give him the healing. You see, it's true of us. We could do that today too. That our institutions and our limitations can sometimes limit us from truly seeing the true power that God offers us and and how God will extend the invitation for us in our lives. What was supposed to be a special moment in this man's life is now being overlooked with religious rules and institutional values. So much so that they forgot to see the true hope contained within the man's life. You see, the good news is despite our limitations in our institutions or in our own selves and with our own minds, Jesus gives us a new hope that supersedes those limitations. Jesus also gives us a place where we can further then rely on God to shape us to be the people who he created us to be, to help us see past our own bounds and limitations. So I want you to ponder some things in your heart today as I wrap up. I want you to ponder this as we go throughout the rest of this message series, hearing about miracles and the transformative nature and power of God in our lives and in this man's life, that we will see themes throughout them, all the sermons. That number one, Jesus knows where we are. 
You see, just like the man here, Jesus knew where to find him. And Jesus, in fact, too, knows where we find ourselves sometimes. The stuff that we get ourselves into. But he comes alongside our journey, understands us, journeys alongside us, understands our inability and wants us to trust and rely on him to blow our minds. And for us to see this second thing, that God's grace is sufficient enough to minister to our deepest needs and is able to fill our deepest voids. What we see as limits are not limits to God because we can do that sometimes. We could think that our condition or where we are is final and that we're done and it's final and it's over for us no matter what it is. But God says there's more. Do you want to be made well? Do you want to experience a launch pad into new life miracles? And then lastly, faith and trust will help us to grasp the incredible power of God's grace in our lives. See, the truth is, I'm crazy enough to believe that God has all that we need. And I'm radical enough to believe that the we who we are today, it's not all that there is. We who we are today is not the rest of us for the rest of our lives. But if we're willing to live open to God's possibilities and things that, and the things that God wants to show us, God could do the imaginable, the unspeakable. God could do Miracles. Miracles are happening all around us. My invitation for you today is to live open and to look and listen to how God is showing up in your neighborhood.